0: So here we are in the season of Advent, a season that teaches us not only what to wait for, but more importantly, how to wait. So the question is, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What is that pressing, unfulfilled element of your life that you're waiting for? Could be big, could be small. For some of you, you're waiting for God's calling in your life to unfold before you, so you know, first of all, what to major in, right? And what do you want you to do in life? Some of you are just waiting for that text from that special someone, right? Don't check now. (laughs) Some of you are just waiting for that special someone, right? Things big and small cause us to long and wait The season of Advent teaches us about waiting because that's what the season of Advent is. The word Advent means coming or arrival. I know you already know that. And the season of Advent lets us remember that the children of Israel were waiting for 2,000 years for the coming of Messiah, particularly in that century in which Christ was born because they were under Roman oppression. That is a reminder that we have in the season of Advent. It's not a prep for Christmas, It's a prep for his coming right and so for us we're not waiting for his first coming he already came theologians say that there's the already and the not yet that we live in right now already jesus came not yet is the kingdom fulfilled it will though when he comes again so we are longing and waiting for his second advent his second coming as we wait for his second coming, Advent reminds us that it's not just during the season of Advent that we should crank up waiting. Advent just reminds us that's the way we should be longing all year long, right? It's not only in the season of Lent that we recognize in humility our sin and give thanks for the death and then the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. We think about the gospel story all year long. So the Christian year just reminds us How we should be situated in our souls all year long. So Advent helps us ramp up that very thing. So here's a thesis for this chapel. We should be characterized as believers. Not defined by what we're waiting for. But we should be shaped by what we're hoping for. How we hope. So, if Advent is going to teach us in school us, it's going to teach us in school us in how to wait. Look at this verse. In fact, let's read it together Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. <laughs>
1: away, Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the born, ding dong, ding dong, that is their song, with joyful ring, all oh, caroling, one seems to hear words of good cheer from, from everywhere, everywhere. Thin, thin, thin. oh, 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 oh pound, oh, raising oh, the sound, to
0: You hear Christmas bells, and the bells are saying, hey, there's something important to listen to here. There's some Christmas truth. There's some Advent truth for us to listen to. That's one of the things that will help us understand how to wait in life, learning to listen. And truth, the truth of the gospel, is the most important thing. Here's one of the first things that we all need to learn as believers and followers of Christ. Truth doesn't originate with us. I don't decide what is true in the world, and I don't decide what is true for my life outside of listening to God. Listen to these verses. Jesus said this.
2: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God.
0: Yeah, and now from John 14, 6, Jesus said, I have the way, right? There it is. No, no. Yeah. You, why don't you just read it off the one? screen? Right. You missed that page in here, didn't you? Possibly. Yeah, you sure did. All it's right.
2: We'll read from this one.
0: I gave her a new folder just before <laughs> chapel. Changed your pages around. Not her fault. All right. But this <laughs> is true. Jesus said this.
2: <laughs> All right. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.
0: When we embrace God's truth, it changes us. Jesus also said this.
2: Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free.
0: Once we have been set free and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside us, transformed by the Holy Spirit, this happens.
2: When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth.
0: Here's the secret for us. We have to listen to hear God's truth about our lives. Missing the truth causes us to miss all sorts of things. How many of you have missed an assignment or a due date because you failed to listen to the prof's instruction or listen to what the syllabus says? We can get messed up in things like that, right? If we don't listen. But it takes discernment to not only listen and hear God's truth, but discernment because there are competing voices. And the biggest liar is the one who invented lying, Satan. And while Jesus may want to speak truth into your life this Advent season about who you are and what your will, what his will is for your life, you can miss it if you listen to the voice of the liar. It can be confusing. The truth is that Jesus is God, and he does have a plan for your life. I know you've heard that phrase before. God loves me and has a plan for my life. It's true. (laughs) It's absolutely true. And in this Advent season, this season of waiting, it teaches us to listen for his truth and his will to be revealed. Now listen to the words from John chapter 1.
2: In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
0: Advent teaches us how to wait as it relates to love as well. Love is willing to wait. You've heard that phrase in other contexts, haven't you? Love remembers the faithfulness and absolute trustworthiness of God in the past. And that same faithful and dependable love teaches us to wait for his perfect plan to unfold that we're listening for, right? Right? Some of our expectations are satisfied quite quickly. Like the food we're waiting for at our favorite restaurant. The waiter's taking our order. Just a few minutes, it'll come. Or the child who listens to the ice cream truck a couple blocks away and stands at the edge of the driveway with money in hand. He'll come, not too long. But other expectations take a long time. And sometimes they're difficult to wait for. Like unanswered prayer. Like healing from a serious injury or a life-threatening disease. Like the unfolding of God's will for your life. Praying for the salvation of a family member or a friend. Again, what are you waiting for this morning? Sometimes it's hard to wait. So the question is, again, how are you waiting? Perhaps you're about to give up, give up on God. He's not speaking, I'm not hearing from him, I'm gonna go it on my own. I've got this. God hasn't evidenced himself in my life, sorry. Maybe you're about to quit believing in his truth, that he really does love you and has this good and perfect plan that everyone says he has for you. But just know this, when you quit believing, When you quit trusting, listening, and believing in his love, then your lack of trust, your lack of patience, your lack of self-control will combine to ruin your waiting and likely ruin your life. Going it on your own as a believer isn't wise. Look at the children of Israel in this verse from Psalm 106. They soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. Like making a golden calf. Like going up by the Negev to attack when the Lord says, no, it's not time. Not waiting for the Lord. Not listening to Moses. Moses. And we all say, yeah, how foolish, children, how foolish. Look at all that God had done for you. They actually saw his miracles like the Red Sea parting, but they forgot his love. And their love for him wasn't willing to wait. Look at this next verse. Here's what Paul tells us through Titus. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Yeah, we've seen his salvation. Christ came, right? It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we, what? Wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people who are his very own eager to do what is good. Love is willing to wait, even when our prayers are unanswered, even when our longings are unfulfilled. Love for God remembers he's been faithful in the past, and he's absolutely trustworthy in the future. Advent reminds us of God's love and teaches us to wait for it to unfold in the future. In the meantime, we submit. Listen for his truth. Submit for his will to unfold. In our lives. There's something that we can learn from Advent peace as well. And here is the question. How can I have a settled peace in a world in which so much is wrong? There's so much pain. Hardship. And life is often chaotic. It's one thing to wait for the good to come. And that's another thing to wait for the bad or the wrong to end. That's hard, isn't it? Jesus teaches us about peace. Jesus said this
2: I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world.
0: And the author of the book of Hebrews writes this
2: Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father?
0: And Paul writing to Timothy.
2: Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted.
0: So there it is, friends. You can count on hardship, trouble, and persecution as a Christian. So you may want to decide right now, I just don't want to be a Christian. Right? Right? A lot of people have made that decision. I see what Christians go through. And you know, we actually have to face it even more. If we're going to lean into and become like Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. How can we endure those times? The answer is in Jesus. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who comforts us as we wait. So what do we need to learn? We need to learn how to lean into his divine embrace. Listen to this prophecy about Jesus, the Prince of Peace from Isaiah.
2: For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end.
0: Advent hope teaches us how to wait. Three times in the book of the Revelation, chapter 22, Jesus repeats this phrase. Look at these words. First of all, John says, these words are trustworthy and true. Did you hear that? These words are trustworthy and true. Listen to these words. Jesus says, look, I'm coming. Verse 12, look, I'm coming soon. Verse 20, yes, I'm coming soon. And we say, yeah, just read the rest of those words. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. If you want. (laughs) I'd really like to finish off school. I'd really like to get a chance to drive this new car I'm getting for Christmas. I'd really like a chance to get married first. You know. Boy, our waiting and longing can really be defined by the things of this world and not the next, can't they? Our Christian lives really need to be defined not in what we are waiting for in this life, but being shaped by what we hope for in the future. What if all of your longings, remember when I asked you this question, what are you waiting for? What if that was recalibrated this Advent based on the story of Jesus and his coming and that you wanted more than anything else his return? Would that be just a little adjustment in your soul or would that be a huge adjustment in your soul? Well, that's one of the reasons you're at Cornelius University. We push you in these kinds of areas spiritually. Spiritual formation is this adjustment does need to occur, friends, among all of us, students, faculty, and staff. Those words of Jesus are promises, and that's where we find our hope. So again, what are you waiting for? What do you hope for? At the coming of Jesus, all of our longings, all of our unfulfilled dreams will be fully satisfied so Remember the point of this morning? We need to be defined not by what we're waiting for, but shaped by how we are longing in hope, right? And hope is based on His promises. His kingdom come. His will be done. Opposite of that is not my kingdom, what I want to have happen in my life. Not my will, what I want to have happen in my world. His promises. So, what is it that you want in life? And how is your future being shaped by your present longings? We need Advent. We need this season of waiting to recalibrate our longings so we learn how to wait all year long. Look at these verses. The book of Hebrews. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promises faithful... Remember the children of Israel? They forgot what he had done for them, so they went on their own. We need to hold on swervingly to his promises. And then in chapter 10, so don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. In other words, don't bail on God. Don't give up because he's not answering your prayers soon enough, and what you want to have happen in your life isn't occurring. Don't throw away your confidence. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised for in just a little while. He who is coming will come, and he will not delay. Next verse. So, let us run with perseverance, the race that is marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And in the book of Galatians, Paul says, through the Holy Spirit, we wait in hope. Hope empowers us. To persevere, to hang in there, to not bail on God. Let's read this verse together. Together we say, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice. May your unfailing love rest upon us, even as we put our hope in you. Verse to summarize what we have been listening to today from 1 Peter. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Let's read it together. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. So here's what we've learned about how to wait this morning we've learned to listen. To God's truth. We've learned to submit to his loving will rather than forcing our own. In Advent, we're learning to lean into his peaceful embrace when it's tough to wait. In an Advent, we're learning to persevere in hope of the blessed coming. How we wait will help us know what to wait for. Please stand.